Welcome, YouTube creators, to the Tube Labs podcast, because you can't experiment enough or talk too much YouTube. Welcome, everyone, to the Tube Labs podcast. As many of you know, I have been supporting you to help grow your YouTube channel, and some of that process is understanding the equipment, the opportunities out there to help you with maybe software, technical, or equipment support. And I thought I'd bring in an expert to support you in this process and to support me because I always learn something new when I talk with Tolis Dokianos to the show. Welcome, Tolis. It is great to have you here, my friend. Hey, Arash. Thanks for having me on, having me on the call today. It's really great. You know, it's, it's, you know, we've become friends over the last number of months. We regularly talk and share each other's struggles and, and wins and uh, on this platform of YouTube. And one thing I do know about you is you know the equipment. And not only that, you have experience with business and working with some very big names, supporting them to grow their presence with video. And so I definitely want to talk about that. But let's first kind of get into the basics of where you might want to start when developing a channel or maybe if you want to upgrade. Uh, wh where should YouTubers look in, in, the, in the starting points of their, their adventure? Well, Rush, um, thanks very much. I think that's a great question. Where to start is always uh, a challenge for people who haven't been on the platform before when they're starting on something new. And it's no, no exception to businesses as well because, um, as you know, YouTube and video, generally speaking, has become such a powerful platform and many more people are jumping on board um, considering video as part of their communication strategy. And um, I'm very fortunate to be living uh, in Switzerland and working out of Switzerland specifically because um, outside of the English speaking market, there's a lot of businesses that are still getting to grips with video, generally speaking, and YouTube as a platform. And so living in Switzerland and continental Europe, um, I'm surrounded by a lot of businesses that are actually on the lookout for what to do. Mm -hmm. uh, YouTube and video marketing, generally speaking, is a curiosity. Lots of people uh, are, are fascinated by it when I go to marketing conferences here in Europe. There's always standing room only. I mean, you can't find yeah. a place to sit. So that really means something to me. But what I also see is a lot of people scratching their heads. So <laughs> one, one of the first thing I always recommend, especially for mature businesses out there, but also, um, you know, your local mom and pop type stores or solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, consultants who are trying to figure out how they can approach their marketplace. And, um, the first and most important bit of advice that I always say is become a student of the platform. Uh, in sure. other words, let's talk YouTube in this instance. Become a student of YouTube. Uh, it's probably nine out of 10 of our viewers or, or listeners today um, have been on YouTube for, um, you know, wanting to get some experience either about a product, a service, wanting to know how to do something, whether it's how to make a cake or how to fix your plumbing, or um, you want to look into more about some new product that's out on the marketplace. So YouTube has become the go-to resource for a lot of people, especially on a customer journey. Right. Um, you know, YouTube as a platform offers a lot. So 
it can be confusing to many people. For some people, they're just passers-by. You know, they look at YouTube as something that they can get information, hop on, hop off, and get about with their daily business. But for a business that actually wants to use YouTube as a platform to promote their products or services or their story, um, it takes a little bit more than just passively watching YouTube and benefiting from it from as a viewer. So the, the important thing here is if you become a student of YouTube, it means purposefully watching videos on the platform, on, on whatever uh, product, service, or form of entertainment that you're on lookout for. And so um, by becoming a student of the platform, you can basically understand how it works. And you look at it from the point of view of a consumer, but then you also look at it from a point of view as a business. And when you look at it as a business, then you start to look at it with a different focus, a different perspective. And that is very, very important. If you're going to want to learn how to use it, you've got to spend quite a lot of time on YouTube to really get it uh, under your skin, into your blood, so you can really leverage it in that way. So that is the first and most important tip I would recommend. So if you don't have a YouTube channel or um, if you don't have a Google account, most people do, but if you don't, um, get a Google account and that way you can maximize your experience on YouTube. Go on YouTube and watch videos that are of interest to you, whether it's entertainment, whether it's inspiration, whether it's wanting to see what your competitors are doing. Uh, go on there, spend some time, and gradually increase that amount of time. Really make it part of your psyche, if you will, so that it can become second nature to you. Mm -hmm. Very good. So anyway, we, we know that some people just pick up a phone and start recording as a first step. Um, is that something that you would recommend to get used to the process? Or would you take a step up from that? I mean, there are a number of ways to approach this. Some people maybe a webcam, obviously depending on the type of channel they want to create. What would you suggest be the first steps to kind of weigh them into the water of understanding? And and, and I know, in all honesty, you come from a more professional side, so mm -hmm. um, it, it's important to understand that. But you know, is there is there a approach that you would suggest to somebody who says, "I'm ready. I'm I'm jumping in. What do I need?" Well, you know, um, you mentioned I come from it from a professional side. Yes, I, I started in advertising when I was living in Chicago many years ago, worked in advertising, uh, graduated through to working in the automotive industry with Ford Motor Company. And one of, one of the things that really resonated with me was preparation. Mm. I mean, when you take a look at a company like um, Ogilvy in advertising or Ford Motor Company in the automotive trade, Nothing that they do in terms of success is by chance. So there's mm -hmm. always some form of pre-planning phase or strategy that is implemented to achieve the success that they're achieving today in whichever form it is, mostly through sales, for example, or annual billings, whichever. But um, nothing is left to chance. And a lot of, and, and the key message I want to say here is, if you're going to go onto YouTube and use that as a platform, as I said, be a student of the platform first, and then start researching. Um, lay the foundation so that you can implement a strategy and go with that strategy. So um, yeah, there's two ways of approaching, you know, social media or video in this case. Uh, you can definitely just pick up your phone and start shooting, which is fine because you can learn as you do. Or 
you do a little bit of research first. Don't get too bogged down by the research and experience and then make a plan. I call it a flight plan. A lot of mm -hmm. people call it a roadmap. I call it a flight plan or a launch plan. And um, in a launch plan, you want to have at least a few milestones in your head, even if it's something as trivial as many people would think social media is or YouTube or video is. But let me tell you, YouTube in particular is one of the most underrated platforms. And you can tell who approaches YouTube with that in mind, thinking that, yeah, you know, um, YouTube is underrated, so I don't need to put so much effort because if, if a little kid can do it, I can do it too. Right. Well, let me tell you, um, that, that there is the biggest mistake you could make because you only have one opportunity to make a lasting impression. Whether it's a good one or a bad one, it's still going to be a lasting impression. So I always, I'm of the school that you need to do some preparation, give yourself some time, put some thoughts together. Some people might take longer than others, but preparation is key. So um, yes, by all means, you can get started with something like a smartphone, with a, with a, with a smart uh, device, anything that has a camera, basically. Everyone's got one in their pocket these days, so you can go ahead and start doing that. But do your research first. Understand what people are doing in your niche if you're going to mm -hmm. be approaching this as a business. You know, you could just be a creator and you just want to show people I don't know, a, a cooking recipe or something, but take a look and see what other people are doing as well. Don't just go into it, you know, blindly. Understand what you want to achieve as well. So set yourself some goals. So you, let's just say, if you're going to go in and make video and make that part of your communication strategy, okay, so make it a strategy and then implement that strategy. So your strategy will, will be comprised of maybe say 10 videos, over 10 weeks. So that's one video a week. That'll give right. you time to learn, make mistakes, um, and then repeat with best practices until you can get it to a level that you're really yeah. enjoying it. And, and yeah, you know, one thing, yeah, one, one thing that I'm really hearing you say loud and clear is understand what other people are doing in the area of video you want to go into because YouTube has many, many niches. And mm -hmm. if you just say, Oh, all my favorite YouTubers just use a smartphone and then you go into, you know, in, in their more comedy or something like that, or maybe even vlogging, but then you go into, you know, a cooking channel mm -hmm. scenario and they're all professional and high end lighting and everything's looking yeah. beautiful you're just not going to match up. Is that, is that what you're saying in many ways? Yes and no. Um, okay. I'll put it to this way. YouTube as a platform has been developing with time and the quality of the content that you see on YouTube is always getting better and better. That, that mm -hmm. goes without saying. And, and what that means is people start to appreciate high value productions more. Okay. But if you're a beginner, it doesn't really mean that you need to make, you know, advertising style or Hollywood style videos. It can be a home movie style video. Mm. But the important thing that you need to do and get right is have structure in what it is you're presenting. Um, for example, uh, presentation is key. And by presentation, I also mean the story. Right. So beginning, a middle, and an end. And when you can get your story right, then you can tell a story in a way that's entertaining, 
inspirational, educational, shareable. You want to right. store people are going to share at the end of the day. And then you want to sit back and say, well, okay, so here I've made this video, watch it a couple of times, show it to a few friends, if you will, ask them for your opinion, for their opinion, and find out if it resonated with them before you go live. Because you want to make an impact from the from the get-go, really. Right. So that's why I'm always I'm always at the school, you know, you need to do some preparation. And so um, when, when you go in as a, as a newcomer, don't expect that you need to make, you know, the best quality, but do have good quality audio. Yes. Have something like a very good quality smartphone. And that is really all you need and tell a compelling story. I think if there's anything I can say, it all starts with your story, what it is that you want to present. And I have a format that I've used back in the corporate days. I learned this in grad school. You want to use a smart formula. Okay. So um, the, no, sorry. You want to use a star formula. The star, star formula, formula is um, start with a situation. Mm -hmm. Okay. What is the problem? What is it you want to talk about? Right. Then talk about the task. What is it that you need to do? Um, talk about the kind of action that somebody needs to take and then talk about the result, mm. right? So what results can someone expect? I mean, this is just one way of formulating a story, for example. Right. So um, just find a method that works for you so you can deliver on point. So you can actually deliver a story that's compelling, inspirational, educational, ultimately shareable. Mm. Is it a story or a video that somebody would want to share? Right. So let's say somebody has been on YouTube six months or a mm -hmm. year and they want to start to refine what they're doing. They're, they're starting to understand their audience. They're understanding the types of stories that seem to work. They're getting this down, obviously. And, and I think it's very true that developing and learning how to tell story is a never ending process. It certainly is for me. I'm always working mm -hmm. on that. Uh, but, you know, once you're down the road a little bit and maybe have some of the rust off and you're getting into the flow of it, mm -hmm. what are some mm -hmm. things you suggest people start to look for to continue to improve a little bit further down the road? Okay. So first off, I think I want to mention everyone has to have to manage your expectations. Okay. So sure. firstly, it might get exciting and you're making content and then six months down the road, you'll see, wow, I'm still at like, 200 subscribers or <laughs> I don't see any growth on my channel. So right. here's a very first important thing. If you're going to commit to YouTube and six months comes along and you're not really satisfied with the results, don't give up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's the most great important advice. thing that you've got over your competitors is you've shown up, you've shown up to work, you've made videos and you've made them hopefully by six months time, you've made them consistently. So if you're going to be uploading videos, do so at a specific time, specific day of the week, or whether it's one day a week, two days a week, three days a week, doesn't matter. Just be consistent. That's the first and most important message I want to mention. But when you get to six months, it's probably a good idea to take some time, look back at the videos that you've created. And look at the analytics on YouTube to discover, uh, look at the data. Because ultimately, like I go back to what I said before, the likes of Ford Motor Company and big agencies or other companies that are successful haven't gotten there by chance. And mm. a lot of their decision making is based on facts and data. In other words, numbers. Right. So YouTube offers you an amazing opportunity, especially with a new studio, 
you can go into a deep dive of analytics and discover some basic things. Like for example, how many people watch my video? How long do they watch my video for? Um, at what point during the watch session do people jump off my video? Or at one point do people actually stick around? Or when do I see a little bump in viewership during the course of my video? How many subscribers do I have? Or how many subscribers per, um, per video do I get? Mm -hmm. So if the level of subscribers goes up through the six months, the more videos you make, that's a good sign. It means that people are appreciating your content and therefore they can see that you're adding some form of value. So they're going to reward you by wanting to stick around and watch more. Um, another thing that's also important is find out where these viewers are watching from. Are they watching from another country? Are they watching from within a specific geographical region in the country that you live? I mean, in the United States, it's a huge geographical area, so you can kind of see where people are watching from. I mean, Rosh, I know you, you, work, you operate in the Detroit area, so yeah. that is very important to you as a YouTube channel. Certainly. Because if you're targeting people in Detroit, then you got to focus on that. Um, but take a look at your data, see where you are at six months time. And there might either be time to continue with content that is working well for you or stop making content that isn't working for you and maybe reinvent your, your wheel. Meaning maybe there's other content that people would like to know about. And the best way to find out what kind of content people want is just simply ask them. Hey, is there anything else that you guys would like to find out more about? Um, let me know. Put it down in the comments box below, you know, or drop me a message or whatever. So engaging with your audience and asking questions is a very good way of finding out what people want to watch if it means creating new content. Another tool that I find very useful is polls. Mm. If you generate polls um, during your video, you can have some three pronged questions about, hey, how do you like this video? Or would you like to watch it? Let's just say you're doing recipes. Would you like to watch a, a video about chicken, beef, or fish? You know, see how people respond and, and then ask them to respond. Maybe add a little bit of value in your video by telling them to stick around till the end and you'll give them like, you know, a, a free recipe where they can download it from, right? Okay, That's sure. Sort of stuff. So, um, I've used, I've, I've used, uh, polls, um, you know, with Twitter, Twitter has been a good one for me and I have, you know, I'll ask for four questions and you know, not the responses may not be a huge number of people responding, but it's enough to see, especially when there's an obvious choice. Mm -hmm. Now I like what you just said though, doing it on YouTube, because these are people who are on the platform and yes. you can even do that in the communities too. If mm -hmm. you have the community tab, you can. Uh, at create a poll there too, in which people mm -hmm. can ask. So I, and I, so I think your point is, is good in the sense of, Hey, ask the question on the platform you're on and you can Absolutely. probably, you probably get the best answer. Although other yeah. socials are fine, you know, Facebook mm -hmm. and Twitter, but again, they're in well, a different location. Thing when you're, when you're starting with YouTube, let's just say you're under a thousand subscribers at this stage of your growth, you really want to make sure you just focus on YouTube. You want to keep people, yeah on the platform. You don't want people to go off platform. You don't want to send them to your website just yet. 
um, reward them with additional videos that maybe are not accessible unless they, unless they click on a specific link in your video description. Oh, and that's an interesting even, idea. Yeah, and, and maybe even make that video unlisted. Maybe yeah. it's a bonus video that is not available to the general public unless they watch that particular video and you guide mm, them to it. I like that. I like that yeah, a lot. It might be something worth testing, you know, because at this point you have um, you, your, your first and main objective as a new YouTube channel is to get to a thousand subscribers. Right. Because that that unlocks a lot of opportunities for yeah. you with what the platform has to offer. Right. So, once YouTube sees that you're serious about growing your channel and that you've got lots of videos that add value to the YouTube community and that people appreciate and engage with, then YouTube will open up some more doors for you so that you can kind of grow your channel even more. Nice. Nice. Good stuff. That, yeah, that's some really nice insight. So you had mentioned, and we, we talked a, a few moments before we went on, there's some software that you thought would be very helpful to uh, YouTubers, um, it was it editing software specific or was it capture software? What was that that we were talking well, about? Um, so some of the basic things that you want to consider when you're when you're getting started with with YouTube is um, what kind of editing software are you going to use? So there's a lot of free software out there, and there's also paid software. I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that maybe the the audience listening to us today is serious about getting on board with youtube and creating videos so i'm going to tell you what i use and okay. um as far as the free stuff out there um i'll give you a couple of names of them but the the important thing is if you really want to make an impact you probably want to get your head around something like premiere pro Mm. Um, it's an Adobe product and generally speaking, Adobe has a suite of products that you can get right. and you can pay a monthly fee for, and then you don't need to really worry too much about, um, updates and stuff. Everything happens automatically on your computer. And so if you have a budget to be able to afford, um, something like Adobe Premiere Pro, I would highly recommend and That's what I use all the time. Um, but there are other software that people can use, like Final Cut Pro, especially if you're a Mac enthusiast. I'm a Mac enthusiast too, but I choose to use Adobe Premiere. Mm -hmm. um, but Final Cut Pro is also excellent. Um, and then there's also um, other software like DaVinci Resolve. Um, so some of the cameramen that I use for our video productions, they'll use DaVinci Resolve because you can kind of make some more cinematic type mm. um, videos with but a lot of that software principally works the same and they're highly um highly usable on all spectrums and unless you get extremely uh sophisticated in your video production you have specific needs then that's where you can kind of pick and choose between which program you want to use some people use all of them you know uh -huh. but, but i mean i find adobe premiere to be um to be very, very practical because it links in with other Adobe products. Um, another really great piece of editing software is Camtasia. I mm. love Camtasia. Camtasia yeah. was one of the first um, editing softwares that I used a lot of because I started off my career in video marketing by offering consultations and doing webinars and stuff like this. And so, um, 
recording my screen for video productions was an amazing thing to do. So Camtasia offers you the opportunity to screencast and record your screen, but you can also use it as a video editing software if you want. And okay. it's very intuitive and it keeps developing all the time. And I find it works um, almost seam seamlessly. It doesn't have any issues that I can really complain about, to be honest. Um, for those of you who want to use something that's, you know, if you're an absolute beginner, something you could use is Filmora, F-I-L-M-O-R-A. Right. Windows and Mac alike can, can use this. I've never used it before, but I've heard a lot of people in my network who, who speak a lot about it. There's ScreenFlow on Mac as well. That's also another option. Um, and then uh, I think um, TechSmith that actually yeah. makes Camtasia also has some free versions of uh, screen capture recordings that you can do. And I believe there's also some open source stuff out there. Just, just look for free editing software and you'll find something. Um, and if you like to use um, iPhones or smartphones for editing, there's a lot of apps that you can use there as well. Adobe's got a few of them too. Um, one of the apps that I like very much by Adobe for editing software on a smartphone is, um, let me just quickly look it up. Yeah, it's Premiere Rush. Oh, yeah. Premiere Rush is something that was also featured uh, a lot at uh, VidSummit this year. Yeah. Last year, rather, in October. Um, but Premiere Rush is really very intuitive. I've made a few videos on that on the fly. And if you want to use video on a smartphone or a device, um, that's the way to go. Um, and there's a lot more stuff out there that you can use. Um, Filmic Pro is something that's a little bit more uh, advanced if you want to record and shoot video using your iPhone. And you can get some really nice footage. So I've actually used a lot of that footage that I've filmed on Filmic Pro for some of my professional um, uh, video marketing campaigns. So, um, you know, with a smartphone, you can pretty much do a lot of stuff without having to sacrifice quality. So nice. that's just some of the stuff that I would recommend. Excellent. Wonderful. So, you know, as we wrap up here, what are some of the things that you would, would recommend as a whole? You know, we're, we're underway. We've, we've, we talked about starting. We've talked about, say, six months in, and let's say everything is going well. Um, we're reviewing our analytics. Mm -hmm. um, are there any areas that maybe you would recommend that people kind of check in on more? So um, it could be software, it could be uh, approaches, it could be equipment. What, what are some of the, you're just well on underway. What are some of those things you might want to consider? So are you saying with YouTube in particular, yes. as far as strategy, yes. or are we talking equipment? Or video. It can be equipment too. Okay. The important thing is get a grip and understanding of YouTube analytics. I think that's very important. Um, you need to understand the numbers. I cannot emphasize, you know, coming from, from, from Ford, you know, that was one thing that was just drilled into my brain. You right. got to know the numbers, understand the numbers. And you find a lot of other um, YouTube creators and video marketers out there who say exactly the same. So um, know the numbers, understand how to read them and don't go too much into them. Don't paralyze yourself from the analysis, so to speak. Right. But just some of the key indicators are important to you. Watch time is very important. Session time is very important. Take a look at, um, I mean, the, the next thing here is what I was going to say is understand uh, the principle of thumbnails. Mm, yeah. Right? So um, thumbnails is something that's probably 
I wouldn't say more advanced, something that you need to get a grip with um, early on in your uh, process. Uh, because in many respects, I would say thumbnails becomes very important. If you had to tell somebody about a video that you're making and you needed to communicate that in pictures, have an image of the thumbnail in mind that you would want to display so people could actually click on it. So um, that's where we then talk about click-through rates. How many right. people actually click on your thumbnail to watch your video? And is it compelling enough for someone to click on it? That is really where the, um, where the beginning of your video strategy starts, if you think about it. Sure. So in a way, it's think with thumbnails as if it's like think with the end in mind when you're, mm. when you're, when you're developing uh, as a channel. So that's one very important thing. In terms of equipment, you might want to take a look at lighting as, um, as an additional um, thing to improve on. It's, it's one important element of video that... Um, can make or break your video because you don't want to be in a position where you're producing video in post-production, meaning that you need to do some kind of fancy um, stuff to make your video look better because you got the lighting wrong. Right. So lighting becomes very important um, in that respect. And um, with time, lighting has improved a lot. And one of the things that I recommend a lot is these new LED panels. Oh, yeah. They're Flexible LED panels. One of them is called Falcon Eyes. You can find it on Amazon. They're relatively inexpensive. You can get different sizes and you can get different color temperatures as well. So yeah, that's nice. Depending on the kind of mood that you want to create, you can go from 3,000 Kelvin to 5,600 Kelvin. Mm -hmm. And you've got um, as, as close to natural light as possible. Um, right. And one of the services that we provide uh, with my agency is when I'm setting up smaller businesses for studios, bespoke studios in their on location. Right. I'll typically look at two point lighting systems, three point lighting systems and four point lighting systems, depending on how big the studio or the environment rather in which they want to shoot in is. So um, the flexible LED panels offer a lot of versatility, which means you can put them up somewhere and without having to damage the wall too much or the ceiling or what have you, or you can even use tripods to, to put your panels up and then move them around as and when you see fit, you can take them in an airplane. If you're going to go on location somewhere, you just roll them up or just keep them flat and put them in your suitcase. So that offers a lot of opportunities for, for lighting. And so um, I found that those lights are extremely, extremely beneficial because you can get, really good quality video when you get the lighting right. Nice. Very nice. Tell yeah. us, you know, thank you so much for taking the time to visit Pleasure. us. You know, uh, tell, tell everyone where they can catch you, where they can find you, listen to you, see you. <laughs> Give us <laughs> well, the rundown. You know that I'm growing my channel as well now. I've decided to, uh, to launch my personal channel. Um, so you can find me on YouTube. So it's uh, just look for Tolis Dokianos on, on YouTube. You'll find me there. I've got my own channel. You can also go to apexvideomarketing.com. That's my, uh, my business's website. And you can find a lot of examples of the stuff that I've been doing there. I'm a growing agency as well. And I understand the importance of video, especially for me as well, because I also want to promote my, my services too. And so you can find me on, on that website and you can also look me up on LinkedIn. Just look for Tolis Dokianos on LinkedIn. And I'm also on Twitter and Facebook as Apex Video Marketing. 
Excellent. Wonderful. It's been great to have you on and uh, we'll talk with you soon. Yeah. I really appreciate it.